Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. Uh, I guess we're both sort of running on fumes this week. Well, definitely this morning. This morning, yeah. yeah. Uh, you went to a concert last night. I went to a concert last night. You went to the. I've just TV. been watching. Yeah, <laughs> I've just been watching tennis like late into the night because it's the Australian Open. Yeah. And getting less sleep than usual. Um, but oh, and then I'm, you know, I'm dealing with the um, the the heat situation in my apartment because we're, we're trying to you know save money. The gas the gas is expensive, so we're I'm just putting on the um. The heat for a few minutes in the morning and then wearing a sweatshirt and slippers and stuff. Is this like a national problem? I believe so. I don't think it's just California. I think it's everywhere. Because there's like Um, some shortage. I don't really know. I just was hearing things. People were freaking out. And then I checked my own bill and was like, oh, my God. Usually our, like, even in the winter, our gas bill is only like 60 or $70. And it was already up to like twice that before the month was over. So um, all right, I'm texting Brian right now. Like, you should check it. <laughs> I'm probably making it in, into a t- into too big of a deal, but I've heard I'm not the only one. I'm not the only penny pincher here. Well, I mean, if it's expensive, it's expensive. Uh, yeah. yeah. I just like Brian pays our gas bill, so I don't know. Um. Well, hopefully, you know, you guys aren't up, you know, in for a, a rude awakening. <laughs> you get the bill. after this week. You might, you probably won't even notice, especially if it's on like auto pay. Well, you'll see it on your. Well, I mean, I think he probably would have already noticed it. Like if there was like, you know. Yeah, I think, I think that that first month's bill is about, or or, I guess everyone's bill. I don't know. This is so boring. Sorry. Like our bill is in the middle of the month sometimes. So I think it's like, like it just, it just came out. It just leaked. It just leaked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah, like I said, I'm, um freezing except that it's warmer around this time i'm actually like feeling a little better the first 
first hour or two I was awake, I was like shivering. But I, tr- I turned on I turned on the heat for like 15 minutes. And I, f- I feel bad for the cats because they I, I'm always like, oh, are they going to like freeze to death? They're not going to. But they seem so like whenever I turn on the heat, the heater, they they go right to is it a radiator? It's not really a radiator, whatever the heat apparatus is that heats my apartment and they just lay by it. Um, How does so your, what kind of, you don't have a radiator, right? It's not a radiator. It's like, um, I don't even, I've never seen anything like it before. It's like this weird, like liminal hole. Like it's like a, a little thing that's hooked up to the wall that has holes in it. It's a type of radiator. It's not like the classic New York, you know, steam radiator thing, but it's, uh, it's a, an object that heats the house. I don't know what else to say. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense that they do that, but I'm sure they're fine. Yeah, no, they have, they have lots of fur. Yeah, I know some of the, my old apartment was like that. It was like some LA apartments just like are not insulated. It's like being outside. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, Oh, well. Oh, well, I'm sorry about that. Um, I, did you, wait, you probably didn't see, did you see the, the New York Times, uh, posted this new recipe for jollof rice? Oh, I saw, I think I saw something about it. Um, it, I was cracking up. So jollof rice is like, you know, like a West African dish that is rice with like, um, you know, different spices and tomatoes. I'm sure I'm not, I'm sure I'm not explaining this right. Okay. But it's uh it's native to like a lot of people in West Africa, Nigerians, Ghanans, blah, blah, blah. And New York Times obviously has a history of quote unquote like, you know, gentrifying or like whitewashing recipes. Yeah. So I saw this one and I again, I don't know what I'm talking about because I again am, you know, a white person and a gentrifier. But this was written. What did by... you do? No, no, no. Well, I'm just saying in general, <laughs> my life. You just mean like you are like guilty of well i'm not like it's it's all a systemic issue but like you know the 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 neighborhoods i've lived in in my adult life and like i lived in a you know relatively like majority west african and caribbean neighborhood in brooklyn and i ate jollof rice and anyway this isn't the point of the story but um it was like it was like a i think like a nigerian american food writer that did this recipe and they like a video and it looked really good but then um, people on Twitter, like West African people on Twitter, were just being so funny. They were they were trying to like basically like gatekeep white people from making the jollof rice, but in like the in the most in the most hilarious way. So they just tweeted all of these warnings about the dangers that jollof rice poses to people and like how people shouldn't make it or eat it. And it was like mm-hmm. this for this woman. Uh, I guess she's like a TV writer or something. Her Twitter handle is I, ro- I write all day. She It was a, the, the first thing I saw. She said, uh, one in five people who consume Jolof develop painful gallstones, which lead to the removal of their gallbladders within months of the original consumption date. I know because it happened to me. Mm. It's too greasy and lardacious for the people to consume. <laughs> and then a million other people followed. So like someone said, Jollof rice has destroyed my gut microbiome. I had to go on a four-week detox to replenish the levels of good bacteria. It caused major breakouts, rashes. Some of my family developed irritable bowel syndrome. And much like, quote-unquote, the virus, I lost my sense of taste and smell. Horrible. 
And it just went on and on. And like, it was, it had like 800 replies, all wow. uh, warning people from making jollof rice. Okay. I guess I won't, I won't make it. Oh, I am. I'm like ready to go to the grocery store. It made me even want to make it even more. Um, I, uh, I mean, like, I probably wasn't going to make it anyway. And if <laughs> if everybody wants me to not make it, I will extra not make it. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm, again, just of the mind. I'm not going to, like, publish my own recipe or, like, make money from making jollof rice. So I don't really see the harm. But I'm probably being naive. I don't know. You can yell at me if you want, people. I don't think anyone is going to yell at you for no. making a recipe in your kitchen. I don't think so. I do think if this was a few years ago, you know, like Molly Boz or Allison Roman would make like yummy, jammy, oniony tomato rice stew. Um, I don't know. I, I like the food gentrification conversation is like, it is not for me. Okay. It's like no, no. I hope everybody is okay. I hope everybody has a good handle on things and like, you know, I hope good luck to you all. All right. Well, I'll uh keep everyone posted if I do make the jollof rice and what, you know, consequences I have from it. Good luck. Uh what else is new? Oh, did you um see anything about the Gwyneth and a lot of other Hollywood actors posting about Andrea Riceboro's performance in this movie called To Leslie? No, I didn't see anything about it. So this was, so, you know, this is like Oscar season or whatever. And so like a lot of movies are, you know, competing to, to get Oscar nominations, obviously. So Andrea Riceboro, who's like, um, She's, you know, a, a great actress, but she's not like a big star. She's in like a lot of indie movies. She was in a movie called To Leslie, which I haven't seen. It looks good. It's like about this like sort of Texas trailer trash woman who wins the lottery. And then like she like ruins her life. You know, I, I don't know exactly what happens, but it seems like a, a good sort of indie drama. But apparently it got totally dumped, like just went to streaming. It didn't go in the theaters. And like there was no sort of campaign or like no one even knew about this movie but then all of a sudden in the last like two weeks while oscar voting is going on like millions well not millions but like dozens of a-list hollywood stars have been posting about this movie and specifically her performance in it and saying how it's like the greatest performance ever on screen and um everyone should watch it and so people were like a little confused and thought it was this coordinated sort of uh, like grassroots Oscar campaign, which it probably is. Um, but it's just funny. Like who, Oh, Edward Norton posted, like tweeted Gwyneth Paltrow did like an Instagram post. And it's this, this little movie that no one's seen that maybe, you know, maybe Andrea Riseboro is going to get her first Oscar nomination because of it, but it makes me want to see the movie. Yeah, that's, um, that's cool. I hadn't heard anything about it, but thanks Gwyneth for. I still, I doubt that she like, it is I mean, I think it's it's just as like doing an Oscar campaign like this is just as valid as like the a big studio, obviously behind pouring tons of money into it. But it is weird that like all these actors posted like on the same day, and they a lot of them were posting like the exact same quotes. And it was it's definitely I don't know if it's like her agent or whatever, 
like was telling all of their other clients to post about it. It just seemed like a little bit of like astroturfy. So people were, mm. were like sort of incredulous about what was happening, but I think it is, I mean, I'm sure that the movie's good and she's great. She's always been great in like, um, that movie Mandy or she was just in the Matilda musical as Matilda's mom. She was good in that. I don't know. Well, best of luck to her. Yeah, we'll see. I guess Oscar nominations come out at some point. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know when, but I think soon. Uh um what else is there going was on? this is like totally off topic, but the only like internet story that I was obsessed with yesterday was like the fighting between Ben Shapiro and Steven Crowder, which I was like obsessed with. Oh, I what he was like offered to like Ben so, Shapiro like, offered Stephen to buy his Crowder. Stephen Crowder is this like basically like white supremacist like piece of shit on like YouTube who has I guess he's the guy who like will go and like sit on college campuses with a sign saying something that's like truly fucked up and irritating about like you know probably like trans women or like whatever like see what's it called critical race theory or something yeah. and like and and like try to get into like debates with like college students and film it and that's like his um that's like his claim to fame and then he has this show that stemmed from it and it looks like I mean it just looks like all of these like stupid YouTube shows where it's like him and his little like henchmen and they're sitting in some like heinous like fuchsia studio and like just talking about how much they hate liberals and how racist they are and stuff and he is part of some media some like right-wing media company and he's leaving them and he's going to be a free agent so he's like negotiating someone to like buy his show so ben shapiro who owns um Oh God, like some really famous one that's really fucked up as well. Is he the Daily Wire? Is that his Yeah, the one? Ben Shapiro owns the Daily Wire. Okay. So um they offered him this contract and Steven Crowder went on his show and he didn't without naming them. He was sort of echoing, I think, some of the things Kanye West was saying like earlier or like at the end of last year about like oh, like anti-Semitic things. He didn't specifically say it, but I mean, I felt like it was implied, like these contracts are slave wages. This is Mm. slavery and don't (laughs) sign these contracts from these like shady people. And I hope you're not taking, which is like basically what Kanye was saying, except for he was saying like Jews are writing these like contracts for like people, whatever. And um, so I think that was sort of the implication. So then um, they like went, so then like Ben Shapiro's company had this like ab- another completely disgusting guy who looks like, I don't know who he is. He works for the Daily Wire and um, he's, he, they released a, an hour long video and he just, of this guy who looks like one of these like I don't know how to explain it, but they're like cool Republicans. Like they look like they would have like a handlebar mustache or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. these, like like I don't think he actually has one, but like he looks like he could. Is Stephen Crowder's the one who had that famous picture of him like in the hospital, like hooked up to things because he's he's always like sick, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm making. There's some one of these right wing guys is constantly getting sick and like going to the hospital, and he has like male Munchausens. 
I think oh my God, be that him. would be so funny if that was Steven Crowder. I don't really know. Okay. Um, but they released like an hour long video, like reading the entire contract. And it was revealed that they were offering him $50 million for four years. So, and, and but also like framed the whole argument, which of course I watched because I yeah, like, had yeah, nothing sure. to do with my life. They, and I was just like invested at this point. Um, they have like no, if they frame this argument in like a pro business um, like viewpoint, like their Republican subscribers have no choice but to side with the company always because like those are their politics Mm. so there was like no way there was like no way for steven crowder to like really win this argument without um the republican people taking like basically a like a pro labor stance which they would never do it's not really pro-labor because it's like a white supremacist bitching about a 50 million dollar contract but it's still like essentially like the you know the the labor versus the company essentially Mm -hmm. um so i was just really kind of tickled by the whole thing what was he he was complaining about the price that he got for it or just the fact that he would have no control over what they would post like 50 million dollars seems like a pretty good deal to me he didn't reveal the amount that they were offering and i think he did that intentionally because like no one would sympathize with him yeah but uh he was upset because they would control the social media for like the show so like not like his personal twitter or anything but it was like for like the show that they would be producing they would like also be running the social media and like i guess if it became profitable or whatever they would get the profits for it they they would like own they would get the profits for the show while they were producing it and like pay him you know 50 million dollars for that and then they would the thing that he was mad about he was really mad about something else oh yeah like if he got like um if he got like suspended or something and like they got like the show got demonetized then they would like dock him like they would like if they weren't getting money from it they would like take like a portion out of his payment oh I see. so he wasn't getting money for it either and he was like you're just enforcing big techs like anti-conservative bias and da 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 and they were like, we're just supporting our business. And it was just like a fun, like Republic, hard right Republican fight that I thought was funny. Uh, that sounds really, really great. And like, I am sort of excited slash terrified at the upcoming, whatever the Republican presidential primary is going to be like, because that's always that's always my favorite part of the um the like presidential cycles when I get to see those debates. And I imagine it's going to be sort of a similar similar fights Brian and I went back and watched some old ones like we watched old like Ross Perot oh yeah like Ross Perot and George Bush or um yeah and he was uh he was nuts but not as nuts as I remember I'll say that he was more I also thought that he was like a super super hard like Oh, you know what? It wasn't the Republican. It was the it was Bill Clinton and George Bush and Ross Perot. Yeah, because Ross Perot was like an independent. Yeah, um, and he it was, like he the, was 
I mean, he was conservative, but he was more like libertarian. Like he, I don't think he talked about like social issues at all. He was just like low taxes, like pro business guy, right? I think he did some like super lefty things. I can't remember, but like he did some stuff that I was like, that's actually good. I can't remember what they were, but he he had some good ideas. Because I I remember, I mean, I was really young at the time, but I. My perception was not that Ross Perot was like super hard right, like more right wing than George Bush. It was at the time, I think my perception was he was sort of in the middle between Clinton and Bush. But I don't know if that. I think that might have been what it was. I I think I thought that he was much farther. I mean, I I really don't. Remember you were like it. really, really young, obviously. I was pretty young. So, yeah, I don't really remember it. Um, but, um, I, I always thought that he was like extremely, like, I thought that he was just like a total like libertarian, basically. Yeah. Like he just like wanted no social programs and like no taxes and whatever. But and I think if he appeared now onto the political landscape, he would be like a, like a Rand Paul type of person who would have those libertarian tendencies, but also go hard into like the conservative social. Like, I think those things are like way more intertwined than they used to be. Um, yeah, I, I just, I can't stand the Republican party. I just can't stand them. No, I mean, Hey, who can, I mean, I guess a lot of people, I guess a lot of people, I am, but, I am yeah. still sort of enjoying the, um, the George Santos revelations. Oh my God. I'm loving everything. Cause I, that's also something I know almost nothing about, but then every once in a while, someone will be like, Oh, and then like he pretended he was Jewish and he pretended yeah. he was gay. And like, he pretended and he was a drag queen now. Uh, not, well, I mean, it's, it's fascinating. He's like the, I mean, he's like the real talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah. He'll be whatever you want him to be. Uh, Let's see what else this week has been sort of, I mean, I think all the, you know, all the Montecito people are still reeling for, from their floods. So I think it's been, it's been quiet on the Gwyneth front on the, the Harry and well, Harry, Harry's book is selling really well. Oh yeah. Um, are you going to read it? No, I, I really, for some reason I, I do actually have an interest in like British Royal family. Like I watch the crown and I like that generation, but this current generation, it's like so it's all of it's so boring to me like I, I can't get into it at all like I like to be in the know about what's going on with the British royal family and as much as I say I hate them I think I would be sad if it all went away but I don't yeah. um I find Harry and Meghan to be like very unsympathetic characters. Not that I sympathize with the other two either yeah I sympathize with nobody they all just seem like assholes i think they all seem like huge assholes i watched terry's um i watched like one of his interviews i just i don't get it i don't understand why people um will see somebody like that and think that he's like a progressive hero or something i just it doesn't make sense to me no and i think i mean some people still obviously like there are definitely like the sort of like netflix liberal harry and megan stands mostly it seems like american i don't know that anyone in great britain really likes them or cares about them that much but it's like i don't know i feel like that that's sort of like barack obama like higher ground like netflix i don't know it's just they 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 seem to be tricking a lot of like 
like libs. I mean, I think that's what they're going for. I definitely, I don't know what public opinion is of them, but I think that it's, they're definitely bigger news in England than they are here. Like people, like it's, it's a bigger deal there than here for okay. sure. But um, I think they might be more popular here than there. Cause I think that the English are just like, hate them so much basically yeah and yeah like we're all so stupid that we're like oh you you like went on colbert and said you like america and you're rich cool we we love you yeah yeah, we don't know we don't know any better um but yeah public perception is so fickle I, i do think that like the more now the more that they talk publicly about all these things and air out their grievances the less people are apt to be sympathetic because they you know they have the they're sort of like talking point of oh we just you know we just want to be regular people we want to be left alone and then they just keep coming out with all this stuff because they have nothing else to say they're not like intelligent people with ideas they're just like all they have are their grievances I mean, I think that's kind of like their fatal flaw. Like there's none of the people, no one in the British royal family is like really able to do anything. I still think that Harry can't read. I don't know. but Like Leah Michelle. Yeah. Well, even worse. Like I don't, I feel like the British royal family are like illiterate fools. And um, I don't think that like Prince Harry is capable of doing the things that he's setting out to do, like running a media empire. No. Um, I feel like he's probably like, he is only able to do the thing he was trained to do, which is to be like a figurehead and to like walk around and like say, say nice things every once in a while and like show up at charity events and smile and wave at everybody and say like, this is important. This is an important value to me. And then go home and like, do like a bunch of like Coke and dress up like a Nazi or whatever he did. Like that's their, that's what they're good for. Like anything that actually requires like thought or research or anything like that, they can't do. Yeah. I mean, what the, 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 the value of the Royal family to, I think regular people or one of the values is for them to get into like embarrassing scandals. Like that's, that's why people love them. So like, whether it's, you know, Prince Charles saying that he wants to be Camilla's tampon or, you know, Harry getting his dick frostbitten and like, rubbing his mom's face cream on it or whatever he did yeah <laughs> that that's like the value is like a little like a fun little anecdote to be like oh these these are the most privileged people in the world and yet they still act like complete idiots yeah exactly and so in that sense i hope that the the british royal family never goes away but now that they're like able to marry like outside their own family they're not going to be as like dumb and inbred as they used to be unfortunately Unfortunately, yeah, they definitely need to like shake up that gene pool a little bit. Because I mean, I would love it if they didn't, and they just turned into like the Habsburgs and like became like hunchbacks. That would be so funny. I don't think it's gonna happen. No, we know too much about fucking science and biology now. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, is there anything else, or should we just go on to our lists? I mean, I guess we should just get into the list. It's not a lot going on today. No, it's, um, yeah. Well, all right, let's do it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. So, what was your best of the week? Oh, my best was a big congratulations or an order for Goop because also these these newsletters were not particularly exciting, I thought. But no, this is a yeah, post New Year's hangover. I mean, we we keep making excuses for them every week. Like, but they I mean, it's always like this. It's always like this. But congratulations to Goop Beauty for being the WWD Beauty Incorporated Awards winner for the brand of the year. What is the WWD? I don't know. Women's uh, Wear is, Daily. Is it really? Yeah. It's like that. I, like, is daily... that why they're like so they like did not say what it was stood for at all in this article? Uh, no, I think I mean, I don't know because I'm definitely like not of this world. But I, I think that like for this type of thing, it is like a relatively prestigious like I think. Women's Wear Daily is sort of like the trade publication of the fashion world. So it's sort of like if you're in entertainment, you're reading like Variety or Deadline. I think Women's Wear Daily is like the equivalent to that. Is that true? I believe so. Yeah. It's like a daily trade publication about fashion. So it's not oh, like Vo- no it's idea. not like Vogue. Like it's not really for like the average consumer. It's more just like inter-industry. So I think it's like actually pretty prestigious because like the people that vote on it are actually people like within the industry. But I don't know. I, oh, might, yeah. I might be no, wrong. You're right. I thought that it, I seriously thought that it was like some like women's magazine, like women's. I don't know. Everything usually stuff with women's in it is, <laughs> doesn't sound too good. Wow. Internalized misogyny much? Not really. It's just like what these things look like. <laughs> but um, I guess good for them. Well, whatever. 
regardless, I was going to congratulate them no matter what women's wear daily was because it's my best of the week. Anyway, the winners are, let's see, what are the, the winners are like the goop glow line and the goop jeans line. It's just everything. It's just goop. Yeah. It's just like goop, um, like beauty, which is, um, I, I personally feel vindicated because we've been saying that the stuff is actually good for a long time. I know that everyone who listens to this podcast knows that it's not just overpriced crap. They actually put work into it. Yeah. It's overpriced, good quality crap. Uh, you know, and this was, this award, this is not my worst per se, but it, my worst is my, cause okay. So they gave us, they gave us an email basically proclaiming that they, they won this award. And then there's this, like, they created this like timeline of goop history. Yeah. Going through all of their like landmark achievements. And my worst is just my sad knowledge. And like how to me, like reading this timeline is like reading like a fourth grade American history book. That's like the revolutionary war happened. Then, you know, Mm -hmm. the civil war, then reconstruction, then the gilded age, then the great depression. It's just like, I know it backwards and forwards. This is like the pledge of allegiance. And I'm like, Oh, what does it say about me that, that my brain is so goop pilled that this is just like, this is like, you know, the, the founding myths of our society reading this yeah. timeline of goop achievements. I know. Well, I was like, wow, we've really been doing this for like a long fucking time. And we've been with them. I mean, cause when we started this podcast, I think all they really had was goop glow. Yeah. It's crazy. Now... Like, so we started this podcast in like the beginning of 2016. So a they, long time ago. <laughs> they only started selling clean beauty products in 2015. They only hired Jean in 2015. And they hired Megan in 2017. So we've it, the, that that we've first really been here through all of it. That first seven years of Goop, it's like what were they even doing? They were just like doing newsletters. That's all they were doing. I know they really needed to find their own. It is sort but of they did. I mean, they developed their own voice, and they were like, "We should be making our own." Well, they were selling stuff. They just weren't selling their own. That was like when we first started. Juice Beauty was like their number one yes. thing they were pushing, and Juice Beauty was awful. Yeah, Juice Beauty was not great. They just like slapped their name on it, and then you're right. Yeah, Goop Glow. I wonder that Goop Glow thing is not in their timeline. You think that would be like a? It big... is in their timeline. Oh, it is. I'm sorry. You're right. First Goop Beauty Project launches November of 2017. So we'd already been doing the podcast for like over a year by the time they did Goop I know. Glow. My God. I swear to God, I've like truly wasted my life. But that's not, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, then we have, let's see, August 2019, the blockbuster bestseller Microderm 21 clean color launch. I don't know if the lip tints one really needs to be in the like the history books. Um, January 2022, they have the uh, cloudberry exfoliating jelly cleanser and then july the biggest launch ever their sleep milk if they say so yeah i don't know but she did wear that yellow pajama thing i mean not since truman Cavoti's white party has there been such an iconic no. fashion moment can't, can't disagree there um yeah i just what was i gonna say oh yeah i feel like this this like official history of goop 
is so sanitized much like the history books that we get in school like there's no there's nothing about the you know aborted Condé Nast magazine there's nothing about the yoni egg lawsuit yeah so I feel, well I feel like, you know history is written by the winners exactly and- someone maybe us I guess we're the only people qualified should write like a people's history of goop we absolutely should <laughs> like Howard Zinn <laughs> with all yeah. warts and all Exactly. You got to keep it all in there. I feel like we could do it and it would be like, um, very accurate. Yeah. Least. But we would, would we get sued? I don't think so. If you were like, we're journalists. It's a, well, and it's like, it's satire. It's parody. Right. I can't. It's, we, it's first we, amendment. Whatever. First, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk to Steven Crowder. Yeah, exactly. Or Ben Shapiro, one of them. One of them bidding war for our. our Oh my god! And honestly, they would probably maybe they they would give us fifty million dollars for that. Well, nothing's easier than becoming like a right wing pundit. Oh, I know. This has been my dream for years. I've told you before. I just even yesterday watching all this like fucking hazare going on with these people, I was like, I'm gonna just become a right wing person and just be like, yeah, I'm a Republican too. Ben Shapiro and like where's my 50 million dollars mm. to I'll write a script I'll I'll help you with your adaptation of Atlas Shrugged which he's trying to produce like I'll do it I know those have you seen what ha, have any of those movies that he's producing like actually come out was is my son Hunter is that his movie I have I don't know I don't know I still I don't still think not. so I think that their stuff is like um honestly like a little bit better than that like I don't it's not like Dinesh D'Souza level yeah, like yeah. they're trying to like they're really trying to compete with like I don't know like more like, like, like CNN or something yeah. I saw a trailer for a movie I'm not sure if I'm not sure if this is the Ben Shapiro company or not but it was it was about this it was Kelsey Grammer as like this old like conservative evangelical preacher in the 60s and then like his kids become hippies and the movie is about like him like welcoming welcoming hippies to his church and having like there's like this young like charismatic preacher and it's all about it's i forget what the title of the movie is but it's something about like help me jesus oh i don't and know it looked um it looked interesting is he christian yeah, well, I I don't know if he's Christian, but he's like super conservative, and I think he mostly like works in these like right wing space. Well, I would say I was going to say direct to video, but this one has having a wide theatrical release. But he's like working in these spaces, uh, because he's like he's a big like Republican. I don't know how religious he is. Hmm. Um. All right. Well, my best is Gwyneth's series of detox Instagram videos that she came out with this week. Okay. Uh, she's following along. So there's, you know, like the seven day goop de- detox and she's, she shot like a little, a little video every day explaining one step in the detox. Uh, she's using, you know, the goop, the cereal powder, which looks disgusting. Is, Is that the stuff that they came out? It's like a hot cereal. It, it Yeah. It said, I guess it's mostly hot. She said it could either be sweet or savory. It doesn't look like cereal. I mean, it's it's um it's cereal in the traditional sense of the word, it, like the biblical sense of yeah. just like powdered grains, uh-huh. and then you're just adding it to water. So yeah, it's like I guess it's like oatmeal. You can do it sweet, savory, or like congee. Um, it looked it looks gross, but I'm sure 
I'm sure it tastes gross too. I, re I remember when they came out with it. I mean, I've always liked, like I'm, I like cream of wheat and like grits. Yeah, I do too. So, Malta meal. Yeah. So I don't know if I would be necessarily opposed to something like this. Um, but I could just get cream of wheat. Yeah. Well, cream of wheat, wheat doesn't, it's doesn't have all of the, um, I don't know what grains these are, but they're probably not wheat. <laughs> All right, whatever. I'm not going to even, I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she does one that's the salmon salad. She keeps saying, so she does a salmon salad, which is just like roasted veggies on and, and salmon roasted on like a bed of greens. And she, she keeps saying, oh my God, this is so much food. This is so much. It's just like a normal size salad. But oh she's like, God. this is so big. This is, this is so filling. Like this is not restrictive at all. And then she keeps putting um, detox, detox in air quotes when she talks. But like, and why? Like, well, I it's think... like just like a bullshit thing that she made up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the people in the comments, usually, I don't know, usually like the Goop Instagram comments are like 90% really positive. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they, I don't know if it's just like a self-selecting audience or they like police the comments or whatever. But for some reason, this one really struck a nerve with like a lot of like anti-detox and like body positivity people oh you know why because it's just january and they're just they're ready to fight <laughs> they're hungry so, yeah they're hungry for a fight and they're like oh no is gwyneth paltrow eating a salad i better tell her what a fucking bitch she is because that's yeah. what they like to do and it's all concern trolling it's like this really feels like disordered eating to me oh does it yeah. yeah it is obviously just chill the fuck out like it's obviously disordered eating like what are you a fucking doctor bitch like everyone has disordered eating like show me one person that lives in america that doesn't have some sort of eating disorder if you live in america and you just eat like what you were like raised eating and just like don't think about it at all congratulations you have disordered eating because like the way we eat in america is already disordered yeah. so like there's not really like you have no choice yeah, but every like everyone eating. like there is no good because no one who grew up here at least has ever had like a a, a healthy relationship to food. You can't no. growing up here, whether you're whether you're super restrictive and freaking out about every health food or like you said, you're just eating a regular, you know, standard American diet. It's all disordered. So like the only the only way you can develop a healthy relationship to food is literally move out of the country yeah and and i mean even then i think you're you're screwed if you grew up here so we're all we're all in the muck together guys yeah so don't act like gwyneth paltrow is particularly bad or anything like that she's actually as these things go she's like very lax yeah because she it's all like in moderation and like she does she does like care about how things taste and i think that's like the best you can hope for as a, as an American eater is to like have to derive some sort of sensual pleasure from eating. Yeah. Like that's all we can really hope for in this life. Oh, absolutely. Like Gwyneth Paltrow is different from like almost every other like detox person because her, she cares about her, her recipes taste good. Like goop recipes, not a hundred percent of the time, of course, but like more than almost any other like healthy eating person, they're going to be good. Yeah, they're gonna, they're like for the most part, even though they're a pain to make and a million dollars to like buy the ingredients, they are gonna end up like tasting relatively good for sure. Now I'm gonna make a goop recipe just to fuck everybody. Uh, the funniest video was 
her she has this like this like quote-unquote pumpkin pie smoothie because i guess goop has like their own protein powder now and she she's like i stole one of my husband's roast like roasted sweet potatoes his favorite snack and then she like she holds up what looks like a turd like a dried up little turd it's the most unappetizing sweet potato i've ever seen in my life Oh no. And she puts it in. Um, actually the smoothie doesn't look that bad. It's like uh, you know, with protein powder and I guess there's some like nut butter, banana, I don't know, whatever. This seems she, like a lot going into the smoothie. Yeah. It's a fair It's amount. not a whole sweet potato. And it's like half of one, I think. But they're small. Like I don't know when I when I buy sweet potatoes, they're usually big. She must she has some like mini sweet potatoes that she's getting. I don't know. Or the well, they can be all they're all over the place, these yeah. sweet potatoes. I don't like I can't imagine being in a marriage where both people are like crazy about food and like obsessed with like weird health food. Cause I think I would go insane. Yeah. I'm so glad that my husband like doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I think Brian and I do both have our own little issues. Well, yeah. Like everyone, everyone has issues for sure. I mean, like Brian will get really into like, um, intermittent fasting yeah is he still doing that uh not right now but it's like he'll do it he like goes in and out of it all the time oh. and um I always I'm like really unsupportive of it <laughs> get really annoyed because <laughs> I'm like you can't just not eat all day uh like, oh so he'll do like the 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 real intermittent fasting that's like two days a week you're like barely eating no but he'll just like do he'll do like one meal a day or something like that for like a couple of weeks that's I that's the one thing. I don't thing. know how he does it. And it really, it like, it shouldn't get on my nerves so much, but it really does. Cause I'm like, I want to eat dinner together. And like, I don't want you to be like this. It's yeah, too annoying. Yeah. No, I, I could see how it would be frustrating. Yeah. Um, Yeah. John doesn't do that on purpose, but he'll just be like, some days he'll just be like, if I'm making dinner, he'll just be like, oh, I'm not hungry. Or. I mean, maybe that's, he's just being polite. Cause he doesn't want to eat what I'm making. Well, sometimes Brian is like that too. He'll just be like, I'm not eating dinner because I ate like lunch or something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you're insane. You're literally insane. And I got like really mad at him. Yeah. I'm such a like three meals a day person. I mean, I just, I'm like, okay, I can understand skipping literally every single meal except for dinner. Like you have to eat dinner. Like I would so much rather just like not eat breakfast or lunch and just have dinner than have like, like lunch. Okay skip lunch i i'm i'm in favor of skipping lunch skipping lunch to me feels like i mean it's it feels like oh i'm just so busy like i don't have time to eat during the day i'm just like on the run where skipping dinner feels like oh i have an eating disorder yeah i agree like but then i guess sometimes like sometimes people will have like a late lunch and then they just like straight up don't want dinner but even if i have a late lunch even if i'm not hungry i'm gonna have something i'll have like Mm -hmm. a bowl of soup i'll have a little something I'll occasionally on the weekends, if you go, if I go out for like a big late lunch or a brunch or something, I won't have, but that's so rare. Um, I mean, I could, I could see it potentially happening, but it hasn't in a long time. Yeah. I, I mean, I look forward to every meal. It's so sad, but you know what? It's actually not sad. It's, I derive pleasure from it. So it's great. It makes you happy. It makes you happy. Um, one of the guys I play tennis with just said I had like a Midwestern figure, not figure, but like I looked like I was from the Midwest. What does that mean? I think it just meant I was fat. 
you're not fat. I don't no, know. I know I'm not fat, but like uh, compare, he's like a super like, um, like gym rat person who's like obsessed with his body. So I didn't take offense. I, you should have been like, you look like you're from Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, if anyone said anything about my body, I would literally never talk to them again. So that's nice, big of you. Yeah. Well, I was like, oh, I'll take it as a compliment. Like I'm big and powerful and strong and I'm better than him at tennis. So I can always, I guess he, he wasn't trying, he wasn't, he, he was not trying to be an asshole. It's just, it's just funny the way that some people say things that you're like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. It's like, I've never lived in the Midwest. I'm from California. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, what are you talking about? Anyway. Anyway. Uh, what was your worst? My worst. So like, you know, I do I have a worst in reality? I don't know. But I just didn't really love. I just had to pick something, you know. So I chose the concept of the January challenge at Goop Kitchen. <laughs> Oh, what is the change? Which is if you order twice, you get a $5 coupon. It's not a, <laughs> it's not not a challenge. challenge. <laughs> but I think they're trying to like, you know, make you think, oh, this is like a diet or a detox or something. So they have salads. Yeah. So you'll be like, oh, I'm doing the Goop Kitchen challenge where like I have to order two things. Oh my God. Oh, you have to order off the new winter or detox menu. I really think Goop Kitchen is down in the dumps their their emails are getting like more and more desperate every time well they need to offer more um coupons more coupons they need to deliver to more areas i mean meaning my area without Uh having because now i i if i want them to deliver i have to go through like doordash or something and it's like a million dollars um yeah i haven't really ordered from them in a while yeah, I look because they sent me an email being like, add your birthday and you'll get like a special treat on your birthday. And my birthday just happened. So I won't get one for like a year. And they're just trying to like harvest information from people. Probably. I'm like, I think I did add my birthday and I didn't get anything. So, well, your birthday's coming up soon. Yeah, but I've had a, the Goop Kitchen has been around since my last birthday. Oh, and you had entered your birthday before then? Yes. Mm, well, that does not surprise me that they're dropping yet another ball. What they really need to do, I think, because nowadays, post-pandemic, like, no one, like, there's no, like, office culture. I feel like Goop Kitchen is such a perfect thing of, like, everyone's at the office and everyone needs to order lunch. And yeah, it's definitely, like, work. It's, like, work food. It's not, like, most people probably don't get it for their home. Yeah, their home and hearth family. <laughs> their home and their hearth. Uh, oh, my Goop Kitchen profile says that my birthday, I was born one year earlier than I actually was. Oh, interesting. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to let them keep thinking that. That's sure, fine. sure. As long as the date's correct, so I can get my little. Yeah, exactly. What do you yeah. even get on your birthday? I don't know. I, I think maybe you get like a, bra- if you order like a regular thing, you just like get a free brownie or something. Yeah. Um, They, I think in order to really take it to the next level, they need to open like a real sit down cafe or restaurant. It would be so nice. Like in a prime location, like do, I mean, Brentwood Country Mart, like just take over the food court at Brown Country Mart, or like I don't know where else. I mean, I would die if they if she did it at like a Rick Caruso at the Grove or the Americana. Like since they're best friends, that would be amazing. Wouldn't that be so great? If oh my god, because like you know how Dintai Fung is getting kicked out of the Americana. No, I didn't know. They want they wanted like a bigger. Well, I don't know if they're getting kicked out. They wanted a bigger space, so they're actually going across the street to the Galleria. 
Oh my God. Oh yeah. No, I think I did see that on that. So that would be like, that space would be a perfect location for the first sit down goop kitchen bistro. Goop kitchen brasserie. Yes. That's just, that's just dreamy. She's not going to open the first one in Glendale. No, probably not. But you never know. You never know. I mean, I wouldn't have thought she would have opened the ones that she did where she did. Yeah, Santa Monica. The second one makes sense, but I mean, the valley location is not in like the nice part of the valley. No, that one is for sure. They're like, oh, no one's ever going to pick this up. This is purely for delivery. I think I'm the only person who ever gets takeout from them. I think you are too. And when I went, I really, really was like, I'm never returning. Because it's truly a frightening experience having to like park in the like one space on was it on Lancashire? it's on one of the, it's like okay. a really busy street yeah I can't take it I <laughs> getting hit by buses running in um like putting your hazard lights on and then like trying to like leave and not get hit by another bus it's why I could never do like DoorDash or anything I could never do that it is uh I I did it or I did Postmates for a week when I thought I was getting laid off of you at from UCB for the first time. And it's, um, I mostly just like did it in the Valley. Cause it was like much, I would, I made less money, but it was like much more chill. Yeah. The one day I tried to do like a lunch rush in Hollywood. It was like the most anxiety inducing thing I've ever done in my life. Wow. Yeah, I bet. Um, so I'm not, Oh no. BB's going it. crazy. PB. Oh God. Uh, all right. So yeah, my worst I already said was the, you know, my reaction to the um the his the goop history timeline yeah that's uh, fair what was your craziest or your saddest my craziest was just like it wasn't even that crazy or sad but it was just like the astrological forecast for 2023 that was mine too um i just i i read it and i was like okay like i guess I can get behind this, but why does everybody have the same one? That just feels, that just feels too unspecific. She's just like, in general, like this could happen or that could happen. It's like, we can't all have the same forecast. Yeah. Well, the first thing I noticed was this was an astrology article, not written by Jennifer Freed. No. Who I guess is Hedy Noemi. Yeah an Israeli astrologer. Okay. So you're automatically, (laughs) I'm automatically out. (laughs) This Tel Aviv based astrologer and psychic Hedy Noemi is the founder of nymph of Neptune. Um, I mean, I guess Jennifer's just like too busy with her book tour or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So like, you're right. It's, it's too, it's too general. And it also seemed too, cause it's all about like, Oh, maybe you were lazy, but you know, this planet is going into this house right now. So that means everyone's going to be super motivated for the new year. And it just seemed a little too like capitalist for my liking. Okay. I didn't see that, but I can see how you saw it. Like it was just like, uh, I guess I get really triggered when people are telling me like to like be more productive. Yeah. It's interesting that you read what she said is like, See, like, I'm one of those people who, like, doesn't believe in the concept of laziness. And, like, I never feel like lack of productivity is, like, a moral failing. That's good. I wish I had that relationship. 
So if I'm like, oh, you know, I'll be more productive. I'm like, that's great. And if I'm like, oh, it's not going to happen right now. I'm like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause that's like, great. I just like, you know, I think it's such a like Protestant worldview that I just don't have like, oh, you know, you have to like constantly be, I mean, I, you know, I, I want to like contribute to society and like make things that are mm -hmm. important and stuff like that. But like, I don't know, I've been to so much therapy and like, I do think if you are like unable to do certain things or like, if you're like not being as productive as you feel like you should be, there's like a reason for it besides just like, you're bad. Yeah. 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 Part of me, I like intellectually, I totally agree with you. And I think that that's really healthy. And then, but there's something, I don't know that I just feel guilty, but it, it's not, that feeling is not productive. Cause it doesn't make, it doesn't make me more productive or more creative or whatever. It's just literally, yeah, maybe I should go to therapy. Maybe. Um, but wait, so you didn't read cause she, cause she kept being like, uh, you know, you, like this planet was in what's in such and such. So you were like procrastinating and you were doubting yourself, but now no, I didn't read that as lazy. I, okay. I like to me, procrastinating doesn't mean lazy. Okay. Yeah, to me, yeah. procrastinating means like, um, you're afraid of something usually, or like you're, um, like you, you don't believe in yourself or you don't believe in, um, you can do the thing that you want to do or that like the thing that you're trying to do isn't right for you to do like at that moment mm -hmm. that instead you're supposed to be doing something else or like, or something like that. I, but like, I just mean like I read what she said, but I just don't think that means lazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're probably right. It, it's probably just my own baggage. Maybe. Um, but yeah, it would have been nice. Noemi or whatever your name is. If you're, you know, sitting in the little falafel cafe in Tel Aviv to um, watching the bombs hit your neighbors uh, to write out fucking 12 different forecast or horoscopes for the different signs. Come on. Yeah. It was kind of an interesting. Um, it was kind of weird. She's the founder of nymph of Neptune. I did not click on it. I just did for the first time. I don't know. What is it? Oh, you can become a member. I don't really know what it is. Oh, God. No more memberships. I can't afford it. I simply cannot afford it. No. Those um, fab, fit fab, fabletics, what is it? Fabletics don't pay for themselves. Those fabletics won't pay for themselves. Mm. Actually, I don't pay for them either. I skip every single month. Smart. Um, But I did have old memberships and I did just like place a new order. But it was free because it was my old. Oh, yeah. You I had... mean, I had, I had a credit. I mean, it wasn't free, but I paid for it like two years ago or something yeah. it's like uh it's like audible whenever i i always think i cancel and then whenever i like want an audiobook i always seem to have some sort of credit yeah they like can't give those things away no um okie doke where oh what would you try um sorry i just got a notification on my phone that carnivore md 2.0 is live <laughs> oh stop the presses <laughs> wait who is getting into car oh do you know the it was author on goop yourself so i don't know do you know tao lin the author no he's like he was sort of like um like a hipster mumblecore like author in the 2000s and he wrote a couple good books but now he's like getting into um 
all this crazy stuff. And so he wrote, he claims that he cured his own autism. Okay. Uh, and now he's gone full carnivore because he used to be like really into drugs. I mean, this is like the typical, I guess, arc of- He used to be people... veganism and now it's like carnivore. Yeah. So now he doesn't even eat vegetables. He just eats um, meat and fruit. That was his new thing. And it, wow. he claims he, cl- he cured his autism and now he also cured his uh, eczema. fascinating figure good writer but like a weirdo anyway Mm -hmm. um so carnivore md is live i that's one diet i just could never i like meat fine but it that it just so on a visceral level grosses me out so much i could never do that i know i'm literally so deeply wildly unbelievably disgusted I wonder if people on the other end of the spectrum are that vis- viscerally grossed out by the thought of being vegan. Do you think so? No one is, no one's disgusted at the thought of being vegan, except for like weird, like, um, like white nationalists who are obsessed with eating like butter, like a candy bar, but like, that's more like ideological yeah. than like anything else. But, um, I think that people who are disgusted by, um, like eating that much meat is just gross. It's not gross to think of eating. I don't know. I mean, I guess some people think like tofu is gross and stuff like that. I, yeah, no, some people do obviously think tofu is gross. I, I just can't understand it because I, I just, I love tofu. Sorry. I always have always will. Um, yeah. I mean, like I like tofu and meat, but I think people are like disgusted by both in their own ways yeah and i'm not disgusted by meat but meat in those quantities and meat to in the like without anything else on the plate i mean the thing that really pushed me over the edge were the the like liver pills of like chopping up liver and freezing them and then slunking them down well i think just that this is all proven to be total bullshit and like these influencers are all like being exposed for like being on steroids and stuff i think it's just it's done oh yeah this this thing is over. Um, oh, John texted me. He just got us Madonna tickets for September 28th. Congratulations, Brian. I'm Congratulations. Sure. Wow. Very excited. Uh, all right. So what would you try? Uh, oh, I would make the caramelized onion soup or onion lentil soup. Oh, where was I thought that? That from? looked really good. It was like a lentil soup, and then you make like caramelized onions and like put it on top. I that thought it was good. good. Um, I totally missed that one. That looks really good. It was good. part of, let's see, it's in this thing that's like our top 10 clean lunches. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of these looked kind of uninspiring and uninteresting. Like, I'm not going to eat a sweet potato with whatever the hell for lunch. No, that one looked really, really sad. Lunch is my least favorite meal of the day. And I hate lunch, but, um, I always, it's constantly just like, I'm in the middle of the day and I'm like, oh fuck, I have to eat something. And I'm like super stressed out and unhappy. And then I just go and make like a turkey wrap or something and like eat it hunched over the counter in my kitchen. And then just like have like mild indigestion for a few minutes because I ate it too fast and then like, forget about it. Like I am not a lunch fan. Yeah. I lunch, especially on like work days, lunch is purely functional and it should be and i like i've been doing a lot of you know lunch meal prep for the past several months and i'm sort of i keep getting into a little bit of a rut because i've just been doing like the my sort of own version of the sweet green harvest bowls um which are good 
Oh, this is another Twitter controversy. Is it gross to meal prep for five days? People were like, you're going to get food poisoning. You should not have things left out in the fridge for five days. I mean, I think technically, oh God, my dog, sorry. I think they technically, like the FDA says you should do it for like three or four days or something, like three days, but yeah. a lot of people do for five. I And honestly, usually by the time Friday rolls around, it's all gone. So like, it's usually just four days. Like today, I don't have any of that left over. So I have to figure out something else for lunch. Um, But the the ones that I would try, I mean, that that soup does look good, but I, soup for lunch always, never feels like a complete meal for me. Uh, sorry, my dog. Mm. Hang on one second. Um, so I guess the ones I would the chopped salad is one that I I would do. I mean the the dressing looks a little too complicated because you have to get like fresh basil, fresh parsley, fresh cilantro. But the salad itself, it's quinoa. It's beets, it's carrots, chickpeas. I think I would probably add chicken to it just for like something a little heartier. I'm going to tell you the best kale salad you can make for lunch. And it's really mm. fast, easy, and it tastes really good. This is a little something for our listeners. Yeah. I make this a lot and it's super easy. You take a bowl. It's based on like a New York Times um, recipe that like I read a million years ago and like in my brain has like turned into this, which I don't know <laughs> if this is even what it originally was. Okay, take a big salad bowl and pour in like, I don't know, like a teaspoon of oil, like olive oil, and then like one or two teaspoons of like red wine vinegar. And like, you could maybe throw in a little Dijon if you wanted. If you were feeling really fancy, you could put like a tiny splash of orange juice in it and you just like whisk it, throw in a bunch of kale and like, like get it all in there and then let it sit for a second. And then- just chop dice up an apple like really into like tiny little pieces I do a whole apple but you could do like half do get a tiny chunk like two ounces or one ounce I don't know of like really sharp cheddar cheese dice it up and throw in a handful of nuts that's the salad it's so good that sounds really good yeah Um, you don't put any no protein I don't really usually, but you could put in chicken. I mean, I guess there's like a little bit in the cheese, but not much. Yeah, you could do chicken. You could also do, I I love to do um, fried chickpeas, which I guess adds quite a bit of calories. Oh, that's one of your trigger foods. Sorry. Oh yeah, I am triggered by chicken. Although I have been eating um, that Ithaca hummus that like, I feel like everybody was saying was the most delicious hummus in the world for like all of last year. I don't think I've had it. It is really good. They're Where do you get it? Flavored. I got it at Whole Foods. Okay, I'll check it out. It's, Does it have have oil in it? It might. Yeah, it might have soy. It might have like sunflower mm. seed oil or something. So you might not eat it. I'm I'm but, still seed oil blind. I, I'm I'm still clinging to this stupid diet. That's no. I mean, I get it, but I I do think it's made with like some sort of seed oil, maybe even canola. I'm not sure. Oh not God. like olive oil, but it has. Um, I got like a lemon dill one and it's so good. It's like very dilly and lemony. Like it tastes like, I don't know, like ranch dressing or something. Oh, that's okay. So I'm going to, I have to get my um, physical for my doctor and get blood work done in a couple of weeks. After that, I'm going to, I'm going to get a tub. (laughs) Well, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, lure you away from your. No, no, no. I'm, I've been, I've definitely been like, not i mean i've been pretty strict about it with 
like food I'm cooking, but on the weekends when I'm going out to eat, I'm not, I mean, I'm not paying any attention to it. So I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm getting plenty of seed oils in my diet. I've been eating something that I never used to eat, which is, um, flavored yogurt. Oh, interesting. Like I was very like, you know, it's like the number one, like diet food. No, no. is like only eat like plain yogurt, but I got some vanilla yogurt. Oh, vanilla yogurt's good. It was so fucking good. I was like, I'm just going to get this now. I'm not afraid of vanilla yogurt anymore. I, you know, that is because I always, every week I get the same fucking yogurt. I get the Maple Hill Farms grass-fed plain unsweetened yogurt. And Mm -hmm. I always see the vanilla one is right next door. And again, after my blood work. I might get, well, I don't, I bet that brand doesn't have a ton of sugar in it. I don't know. Probably not. I don't, I mean, you never know. I mean, it has, it has a uh, sugar in it. I think you just have to decide like where you're going to pick your battle. Yeah. And I add, I don't, I mean, I add fruit, like I add, and sometimes like if I'm just putting blueberry, the frozen blueberries in, I'll even add some honey to it. Um, if I'm doing, cause a lot of times I'll add a banana too, and that's sweet enough that I, I won't also add the honey, but if it's just the blueberries, I'll add, I'll add honey. Yeah. That's the thing that I was like, I'm pouring like maple syrup or honey on this anyway. So I don't really see why, like, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't just get it with the sweetener already in it. Do French people have vanilla yogurt or do they just eat plain? I think they have in my experience in France, there was like a lot of, a lot of flavors. Yeah. They even do like fruit on the bottom, right? I I don't know. I think so. I think French people eat. Yeah, they don't care about shit. See, Fr- they I no, they don't. No, and they're they're perfect. Exactly. Uh okay. oh yeah, one more the um the other salad that I'm not going to make cuz it looks way too complicated, but it does look good is that lemongrass chicken banh mi salad. Mm, yeah. But it has 30 ingredients to it maybe. It's ridiculous. It's crazy to think that anyone would make that for lunch for themselves. It's like it's deranged to even put that on the on the website. Yeah. Anyway. I couldn't agree more. Uh all right, what would you buy? Um, oh, I I would buy these lip tints that I've never really wanted or thought about. You know, the ones that were on their like on the, the history of goop thing yeah. timeline. I mean, they definitely push them and talk about them quite a bit on the website. It's never meant anything to me. Um, but it's, I just feel like they're so, such a big deal, you know, I just want to try them out. Yeah. And they're, I mean, they made, cause they had another like article that was our top 10 best sellers, which they do every once in a while. Yeah. And those ones were, let's see, where are they? They're number six. Huh? The Goop Jeans Clean Nourishing Lip Balm Trio. And oh. I have the un um the untinted one, the lip balm. And it's I mean it's not worth 20 bucks, but it's not bad. I'll try one. Uh yeah, and the thing I would buy is I gotta do it. We gotta do it. This is the number one best-selling goop product according to Goop. So who knows if it's real, but and I don't think either of us have tried it yet, is the Goop Beauty Goop Glow Dark Spot Exfoliating Sleep Milk. You know, everyone remembers the party, the pajamas. Yeah, I guess we have to try it. We have to try it. And like, so my, um, I have the like Goop face cream, like night face cream or whatever, and that's Mm -hmm. running a little bit low. So 
It's so this stupid sleep milk is what is it? It's $98. I mean, that it makes me sick just thinking about it. Uh but yeah, I'll probably that's, I'll, that's kind of a lot. It's crazy. But I'll probably just um, you know, I'll after pay it and forget about it. Pretend I don't see it on the credit card bill. Exactly. Yeah. Once I start saving money from my not heating my home. Yeah, you can put you'll have more money to spend on uh yeah on that yeah on the sleep milk and i do feel it's like you know our responsibility as members of the media to to actually try these things out i couldn't especially it's it's literally the number one bestseller i mean we have to do it so yeah stay tuned um anything else is that it uh no i think that's it okie doke well uh thank you for listening guys um if you want uh, more content, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash goop yourself. There's like, uh, I think like 60 or 70 more episodes on that thing now. So it's like, it's worth it. Yeah. And um, if not, I understand, you know, gas bills are expensive. Cash, so we all gas is expensive. Uh, stay, stay warm, stay dry. And yeah. watch, um, you know, to Leslie starring Andrea Riceboro. Yeah. And tell us if you think she deserves an Oscar. Beat your support. All right. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.